Hello and welcome to the debug log number 96. Today is our year-end wrap-up episode, our holiday special, if you will, like we've done in the past. Um, and we talk about some of the biggest stories this year, the trends, you know, what's going on. We, of course, talk about Fortnite and some other things, but it's more than that's going on in the game industry. We talk about the game awards that just happened, and that's a nice way to frame up the year. So it's been a busy and hectic 2018 for us, as you guys can tell. So hopefully 2019 is going to be even better and cool. And we look forward to seeing you there. So without further ado, this is the Debug Log, episode 96. This is 96, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I guess that doesn't matter right now. <laughs> we got to get to 100, by the way. In, yeah. in at least another year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, within the first part of <laughs> we next year, we're going to start our quarterly yeah. episodes. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're listening. A quarterly. <laughs> Okay, what? thanks. Thanks. For All right, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Did you have a joke you wanted to say? <laughs> did you want to say something? Yes, did you something instructive? Why did you have something you want to share with the class? <laughs> Seriously. Fuck you. Yeah. No, man, shut up. <laughs> All right. You're listening to the Debug Log, a podcast about game development. My name's Andrew Curry. I'm Obino Parra. I'm Zach Schneider. And I'm Ryan Kilgore. And tonight is our big yearly 2018 wrap-up. We don't do it every 2018. There's only one 2018. But it's our yearly wrap-up episode where we talk about all the games we played this year, the big, hopefully the big industry stories that we can remember this time. Um, and that's not, not related to Fortnite or something else. But all that stuff in one episode, you know, kind of take you know everything into account and see what we can change about ourselves for the future <laughs> that's what tonight's all about but before we do that obina you have some itunes reviews right yes i have uh one that i'm gonna read it's pretty lengthy this is from wrath lord that says great podcast great crew i actually didn't read through the whole thing already so if there's something midway through that's like really <laughs> offensive <laughs> i'll just skip over it all right. I've been listening for a while on my commute during my day job and really love the pa- podcast. I've still got a lot to catch up on, but every time I think I've handle I have a handle on the scope of the episode or the podcast, you guys come in with something new and awesome. At first, I was just going through the general discussion episodes, which were informative and inter- entertaining to listen to and packed with good advice. Then I hit the design pattern episodes, which are which as an entirely self-taught programmer, basically learned with some quick tutorials. Taught me things I would never have thought of. Special thanks to Eduardo for those. What's up, Eduardo? Rest in peace. Not, we miss you, not man. Rest in peace. Sorry. Yeah, come sorry. on. We didn't he, kill him. He's still alive. He's still alive. <laughs> Very much alive. Anyway, finally, I've listened to some of the interviews, which gave me some more insight into the industry. I love it all. I've been working part-time in the game industries for years, mostly as tech support. It's tough work and not even close to what I want to be doing. And I've had additional... I have to work an additional full-time job during the day to cover my pills. But thanks to the resources like the debug log, I'm finally taking the plunge and making games on my own. I just finished my first game. I hope to work on the game that finally lets me quit my day day job next. Thanks for everything you guys do. Can't wait to see what the future holds for the debug log. P.S. I really would love to see a Discord server for TDL as I'm not a big Facebook user. So thanks hmm. for that review, Rathord. Very lengthy, very uh, nice words that you said, and we really, really appreciate them. Uh, on the Discord note, I think we've we've got a Discord because technically we're in it right now, but it's not really. Yeah. Did we make it public or like did we, we tell anybody? Channel public. Yeah, we can make a channel public okay. and then and start inviting. Yeah, them. let's look into We'll that. make a post on yeah. the our Facebook group, the Debug Lounge, which we'll talk about later. Uh, but that we'll we'll put a link in for our Discord when we do make that public. So thanks again for the reviews. Keep writing those reviews. We really really appreciate them. Love love listening to them and hearing how you know the show is helping you guys out. Yeah. All right. Cool. Twenty eighteen, gentlemen. Um, I guess how do we start this? Let's. You want to just talk about any general thoughts or like because we're gonna dig into some stories and without getting into any detail, just what you well, feel at, you, at a high yeah, level. Year yeah, you just want like to kick it off at a you. high level. This yeah. is a pretty damn good year for games. You mm-hmm. know, just like the stuff that came out this year. You had a. Uh, 
God of War, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, Spider-Man, um, a whole host of indie games like uh, Moonlighter and um, I don't know. There's just a lot of good stuff that came out this year. So Yeah, I don't um, know. At the beginning of the year, I felt it like it was a little slow and stuff coming out. And now at the end of the year, I'm like, crap, I have too many games to play. Right? Yeah. Um, let me see. Too many good like- games to play, I should say. Do you guys feel like this was the year of like year in games for console or you're in games for mobile you're in games for vr and like what what space did you think really thrived this year i don't oh just like one in particular um i feel like the this like the story driven game like the single player games really thrived this year because all those right. sort of the big triple a ones i mentioned <laughs> sort of like red dead redemption god of war um spider-man those were all highly narrative driven and mm-hmm. i think that was all that's what i love so i was super happy with this year because it's like great here are games that are like 20 plus hours easy and they're giving me a really interesting story with really tight gameplay and a and a beautiful you know visual look and feel and you know universe i agree so, i feel like for the last few years we've been talking about things like I guess the PUBGs and the Overwatches, and then also before that was like the Pokemon Go uh, type type craze. So mm-hmm. and this year is like more of like yeah, like you said, the Red Dead Redemption and the God of War types games that really have really showcased and been like a highlight in 2018. And that came right after last year, wasn't it? When the EA mm-hmm. fired or closed Visceral, then they closed Visceral, right, right. And the You're studio, right. yeah, Visceral shuttered. Amy Hennig yeah. was making that Star Wars game and all that stuff because it was a big single player, you know, fifty like a Red Dead Redemption type Star Wars game. And but at that time, remember this is last summer, this is a year and a half ago. They're like, oh, single player games are dead like that, like high quality single player games, right? And then it's right. like it's weird because yeah. then at like 2018 and Sony, really, it's all the Sony first parties that mostly except for Red Dead and some of those were like hold my beer watch this and it's like it came out God of War started right away and like that's gonna be game of the year for most people didn't it win the other night the game award so it's like it did yeah it won game of the year so I mean for that came like in March or February so a game to come out that soon and just be and then it just continued you know um like you said going at the Spider-Man with the Red Dead and all that stuff it's just that's been the big those have been it's, it feels like there's two tale of two, you know, tale of two cities here. One is those are the big games, but then on the other side you have like what's going on in the online world? Fortnite, end of story. The rest, of, yeah. the rest of it's like <laughs> full stop. All right, so that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's done. That's everything I talk about. That. What else is going on over here? So, but yeah, I think that's been really the big theme, at least on that side. And that's why I almost think if you think about it, because next year probably you think we're going to start hearing about it. Um, the new consoles and stuff, maybe start here or start. Mm-hmm. And even, well, I don't even know, because even that's the big story from this year, just recently that Sony pulled out of E3 for next year. But I really think this might oh, be right, the, yeah. Maybe this year, maybe next year, depends on what's coming out, but this is like the sweet spot in these console generation. Where like, I felt like with both of those games, like all <laughs> these games that have been running, maybe because there's also PS4 Pros and Xbox One Xs out there, but I haven't heard a lot of major controversies this year with those single player games running on the consoles everybody's like oh they're good it looks good right. it's fine it's working yeah. pretty well. <laughs> oh, no, well actually now that you mentioned that i was very happy with red dead redemption 2 because i have a uh, an xbox one x and a tv that can really fully support that and so red dead redemption looked amazing because it was putting out native 4k and that was just beautiful and so i'm kind of almost don't want the next generations of consoles right yeah. like right yeah i'm like people are starting away. to learn how to yeah. f- yeah, yeah, it's still probably going to be like 2020, but I'm like, you know, people are starting to learn how to make this stuff look really damn good, you know? It's like, and I don't have to buy another one, so please just try to flex this one a little longer because they've got a lot of power still. And like you said, it's like we're kind of getting to the the later uh, end of their cycle, and I remember for like the 360 when they got GTA Five running on that and how amazing that looked. For And if you go back and look at the first like 360 game, it's night and day. So. Mm-hmm. I kind of hopefully yeah, the, that, those next things won't actually change though because these are all kind of sort of PC based platforms now that maybe it'll just be not as much as it was before not as much specified programming for those platforms I used to. I be. see. You mean but, on the console? You're saying? Well, yeah, because the consoles are yeah. almost just like confined spec PCs, PCs now. Yeah. They're x86 or whatever, you know. So yeah, <clears throat> I had a, a random question. This is very random, but when we were talking about like the Game Awards and God of War winning. Uh, game of the year mm-hmm. this year i was like i was wondering well, do you think it won i mean it is a great game but do you think like compared to something like red dead redemption which came out later in the year do you think when games come out play have like play heavily into if a game wins or not because like you haven't had that much time to really i guess the the, the population the like game game player 
population haven't really had time to really get into Red Dead Redemption compared to God of War, where they have like most of the year. Well, sometimes I hear that usually is the like say even like the Academy Awards, but mm-hmm. games and stuff too. The, if, unless it comes out in December, which when did Red Dead come out? It's the end of November, I guess. November, yeah, or something. Yeah. So uh, no, uh, wasn't no, it, it was the beginning? Like beginning. No. It was a begin- No, it was maybe o- end of October. I think you I get think. more. T- it was like October twenty sixth. So yeah, I think sorry. as long as that's the case, you're okay. And mm-hmm. I even think usually the games that come out in November have the more advantage because they're like, right, this is the thing talking about. They're still hot on people. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, God of War was fun, but that was a great two weeks, and then I was, you know, mm-hmm. right. No, I mean, I, I, I do think that, you know, getting, well, because God of War was also able to, you know, release a new game plus mode and things like that. Now, I don't think that necessarily impacted their game of the year win as much as just, you know, being a fantastic game, you know. And, yeah, it's kind of hard to say because, you know, Red Dead coming out later, it does, you know, give them less time than somebody would have with God of War. But if you just, I mean, I don't know how they look at these things, right? It's like, is it, are you just doing the straight single player, like, hey, get through the storyline and how did that affect you? Or is are you exploring every piece of the mechanics and their updates later? Right. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, if it, say if it was just on the single player campaign, you, you've had enough time for both. And so making a decision is like, hey, we think, you know, God of War's. The uh, game of the year. I mean, you know, I don't think Red Dead was that hurt by it coming out that in October. So fair. Let's go. Let's actually get a thing. Let's go over these game awards things. I pulled up the thing just because I didn't see all these. Maybe some people aren't aware of some of these things. Yeah. Um. I'll start at the bottom of this list. Uh, content creator of the year, Ninja. Okay. Um. <laughs> he doesn't do anything though. I watch. Well, I've seen him. I don't like Fortnite, but I'm like, who's after that Drake? I'm like, who is this? And I, I, so I came in, I'll ask Zach questions sometimes. Like, this is like, is he just five years just because he's really good at Fortnite? He's like, yeah. I was like, because he doesn't <laughs> say anything or do anything. Um, so. Yeah, what link are you looking uh, at? Oh, here, here, I got yeah. one. Never mind. Best esports yeah, okay. moment. I don't care about that. Best esports host. Don't care about that. Best esports event. Ooh, I don't know. You got okay. Just you want me to? Well, wait, wait, right. We're gonna tell him it. Just like at least say what okay, the winner, say what the like, winner yeah. is. That, if you guys can understand what this best e- I don't best know what these esports are either, moments. But... C nine comeback win in triple OT versus phase. Okay. <laughs> oh, cloud. So cloud nine in yeah. e. Okay. <laughs> best esports host is FJ Sukja. I, I can't pronounce her name. It's the woman that's in the now category. I'm sh- okay, here you go. The best esports event. It's League of Legends World Championship. There you go. I know that one. Best oh. esports coach is a category. Bach Reapered. That's his name. Reapered is, must be his tagline. We'll call him that. Reapered? Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Cloud9 okay. is best esports team. I've heard of them. Best esports player yeah. presented by Omen by HP. <laughs> I love these. Dominique Sonic Fox McLean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the best esports game is Overwatch. Okay. Which, by the way, Atlanta's getting a team. Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Yeah. It'd yep. be real interesting to see uh, who's on it. That's a bunch of 19 year olds. Well, we already <laughs> lost a player, apparently. <laughs> we really? had a lineup, and then we already lost, I think, one of our best DPS. Are they people guys? from here? No. No. They're from yeah, all yeah, over, yeah, man. It's yeah, like yeah. an esports team. They're just trying to recruit good people. All right, best debut indie game. Well, the one that was The Messenger, which I have not played or even looked that much into. That's crazy. Because the other ones in this category, we've seen, I've seen all of them. Um, Messenger. Best student game is Combat 2018. Okay. Look that up. Uh, best multiplayer game, of course, Fortnite wins that. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah. Never that's, heard a, of that's, it. A, that's a student game, yeah. right? That was also yeah. a student game. <laughs> Um, best sports racing slash racing game is Forza Horizon Four. Okay, let's. That was a good game, by the way. I played Did some you? of that. I'm not even a big racing guy, but it, it was in my Xbox Game Pass subscription. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, last time yeah. I played a Forza game, it was night and day different than the one I played. I think before I played like it wasn't need, not Need for Speed. What was the other one? Gran, Gran Turismo. Yeah. And this is yeah, like yeah. it's crazy mm-hmm. how like intense racing games are now. It's so realistic. Yeah, like it's crazy. Right. If you don't look twice, you think you're driving a real car. Seriously. Um, the best strategy game goes to. Into the Breach, my friends at Subset Games, the FTL guys. Yeah. Um, nice. Let's see. The best family game 
is Overcooked 2. All right. Here we go. Lo- Did you play the first one? I love it. Any of you guys play the first one? I tried one? to play, play it at work. Oh, I played the first one with my daughter, and then she, oh, that's right, she we got did. mad at me because after a while. Because he yelled I too didn't much. yell. I was just giving orders, and she's like, <laughs> Give me the she gets, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's, just that table's it. not clean. Went, you can't put the meat there. Get out of here. She went through a real, like, <laughs> you're fired. She went through, like, a real rage problem with games for a while with Mario Kart yeah, and stuff. Yeah, she did. Uh-huh. And then she's kind uh-huh. of over that now because she, now she's just really good. I'll look over there, and she's playing some iPhone game. I'm like, what? You had to learn it from somebody, yeah. Andrew. Well, no, when I was a kid, I did that. I was. I wish to pull the Nintendo off inadvertently because I'm like, not out of rage, but I'm like, ah! And I was banned from a couple of friends' houses because their parents found out that I, <laughs> that I would get... But not out of rage, no, It would just be like emotion. I'm like, oh, you just this, smelled. Would, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> best fighting game goes to Dragon... Hold on. Can Go I, ahead. Oh, sorry, for the, for the, sorry, for the Overcooked 2, I'd also like to just call out that I, I didn't really, for some reason, pay attention or know this. Or Anyway, Team 17, the Worms guys, the guys who made like oh, Worms, yeah. Worms Armageddon, oh, wow. Worms 2, like they were worked on Overcooked, and I, for some reason, didn't realize that. Okay, I don't think so. Awesome. Yeah, the Ghost Town games, I think, is the guys that... Did they just come in to help them, or did they, this one, or... I don't know. Maybe Team 17 is just publishing? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Best fighting game goes to Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That game looks in, incredible, if you've ever seen it. It, it looks great. It looks like, yeah. a, like the anime. Like It looks <laughs> really cool, because they do that. I've heard good things, but fighters... Well, I'm not going to play it, but it looked at, that 3D yeah. model, like the 2D shader thing. It's just pretty impressive when you oh, see yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Best role-playing game went to Monster Hunter World. Yes, people are still playing that religiously. Wait, hold on. Who who else is in this category? Dragon Quest. So it must be just a... Yeah, no, I was just... Yeah. Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom. Nino Kuni, I've never played those games. That the, the story of the game I've heard is crazy. It's like you're the president of the United States... And then you get like done through a time portal, and you're in this fantasy world. But you have like a gun, and that's like, but you're that's who your character is. is okay. the cool. Well, actually, I, I, I was just curious because at first I was like, I never really played Monster Hunter, and I didn't think of it necessarily as a role playing game, right? But I guess it is, and you know, it is. I, I really, I yeah, and it was one of those things where I started looking at these other games in the category, and I don't know a lot of them too, so it's really, I really have no educated opinion. <clears throat> yeah, Octopath on this now is what I'm boiling it down to. They're all different types, like Pillars of Eternity Two is yeah. on here, and that's more of the kind of party management kind of thing. Octopath Travelers is more like JRPG. That's on the Switch. Yeah, I played that. that that's pretty good up to, up to a point. I guess they're considering if it's story, if it has lore and it has stats. <laughs> you know, like... But I mean, Jesus. but in that, yeah, I mean, Destiny can be an RPG. Almost every like, game right yeah. now. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd consider, I'd consider Red Dead 2 a role-playing yeah. game to a degree. I would too. You know? You know, it's like you've got to really get into some of those mechanics and like, hey, you got to take care of your horse, and that's kind of a pain in the well, ass. Honestly, but it's also cool. Like, like the next category is act best action adventure game. Let's list them all mm-hmm. without saying the winner yet. Okay. Assassin's Creed yeah. Odyssey, that's a role playing game. God of War, role playing game. Marvel Spider Man, yep. role playing game. Red Dead Redemption, role playing, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So they're all they're just action based, but they all have stats and upgrades and power. Like that's what used to be. Yeah. Anyway, God of War won that category, by the way. So that's a strong. And those are the strong. It, yeah. Strong. Ooh, there's so many good the games right there. there. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is the only one that they said that's the one that's lesser of those that it's like a 80 hour well, game. They like double down on how long those oh, games Jesus. are. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll tell you, like, like the, the Spider-Man, God of War, Red Dead 2, those are just such good... I played all three of those to the end, and those are such good games. Right. Oh, my God. I would have a hard time picking that. This is weird. They have best action adventure game, then they just have best action game. Um, in that category, it's Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Dead Cells, Destiny 2 Forsaken... Far Cry 5. Man, Far Cry 5 came out this year. Nobody can remember that. A Far Cry game came out. And it's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Um, they announced another one this year, yeah. too. We'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, that was maybe. odd. And Mega Man 11. Yeah. But funny enough, out of that category, Dead Cells beat us, which is pretty cool. I can not get over that like I'd, I like I didn't get like I just got like the uh, at one point after the you know the event I just kind of looked at the big like hey what was like game of the year and things like that I did not know Dead Cells beat those guys like Destiny and Far Cry and well that's why beating Ubisoft and Bungie and Treyarch yeah and, and that's why some of these wow. I mean, it used to be just the you get the you know the GDC awards and stuff for some of those yeah. right to get those types of things and in the past when they used to have these on Spike Remember what used to be the video game VGAs or whatever? Oh, those yeah. are more annoying because it's like everything. It would just be whatever. It'd just be like 
what sold the most Call of Duty? Okay, that wins this year. This is like brought to you by Red Bull. And you're, you know, like, okay, that's great. <laughs> and now it's like, it's cool. It's like, you know, that's kind of Academy Awards stuff. It's like these tiny games that are, but are really good can beat out Call of Duty. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, do you guys have a chance to play Dead Cells? Or? I did. I played a lot on the Switch. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, it was on a the good Switch game. is a great place to do that. Yeah. It's, it. I like the 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 play time investment in that game too because you you get to just sit there play for like 10 15 minutes drop it down and then go back to it again and it was mm-hmm. still like plenty of stuff to do in that game and it did progression well yeah, yeah. Like even that 10 to 15 minutes is like you still maybe got some more money picked up another item got a little further in progressing you know another talent it yeah it was good my other problem is i kept getting like I kept going back to my old build because I never wanted to leave it because I always get the, <laughs> the two turret abilities and just drop them down and go, <laughs> take that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. The next one is best VR slash AR game. Um, Astrobot won that, which is I've been hearing good things about. Everybody says it's mm-hmm. like the best 3D. It's like a 3D plat. And that one's a weird VR game because you're not even like it's like a 3D platformer, like third person. But it's a VR. Is thing. that outside of the PlayStation? No, it's or not. it's there. Oh, no, it's a bummer. I I got a Rift, but you know, I, I like to try it. But I think that it. yeah, down here there's one Tetris effect. There's another game that's just you're playing Tetris inside this crazy visualization. Oh, so. that's kind of good. Like I bought that on PlayStation, and that um that's kind of fun just as a Tetris yeah. game in general. So yeah, it was that uh is that that same Tetris game that's like multiplayer where you can play with like three or four different people? I. Haven't looked into that, but it's just like a solid Tetris game from like visuals, audio. You know, that's it, Tetris. Yeah, it's yeah. good. So. Um, so, best mobile game the nominees are Donut County, which won the Apple best mobile game. Yeah, um, Florence, Fortnite, PUBG Mobile, and Reigns Game of Thrones, and Florence won, which I've never even looked at that game before. Yeah, um, I'm glad that Donut County won because there's like one of those stupid voodoo <coughs> games like clones of it that like if you look at donut county it's like they're five bucks and he's like eh, it's got like a few hundred reviews or something i was like i hope they're selling a lot of this but they have the other like the you know the little clone games that's basically that it's like oh a hole in the ground and i guess you can't you know copyright that concept so people make the game and it's like yeah. all free to play bullshit all over it and it's got like eighty thousand reviews i'm like i'm hoping they're doing better than those guys because but at least they won so right no, I'm, I'm sure they are. Yeah, you're right. You can't copyright gameplay. That's why companies like Games Loft exist is because they're just like, oh, what is it? World of Warcraft? Cool. Oh, we'll you know, that. racing, yeah. whatever. Just, yeah, we'll just pull that and do that. Reskin it. So. Um, the best independent game was Celeste. That's like a crazy Twitch pixel platformer. Um, yeah, that's good. Um, Dead Cells is nominated there. Into the Breach is nominated. They already won. The Messenger already won. The other one that was nominated. But Return of the Obra Dinn. It's by, that's by the guy who did Papers, oh. Please. This game looks so cool. I want to play it because it's like a weird adventure. What platform is it Which on? Is on PC. Um, okay. It looks really yeah, I need neat. To get that. I mean, if you ever see screenshots of it, it's like a it's like a murder mystery aboard the ship, and it's all these static 3D scenes. But it's just weird. It looks cool. <clears throat> yeah, the guys on the uh, Bombcast were like really yeah. push like saying that was good. So. Um, games for impact. This is for thought-provoking games with profound social, pro-social meaning or message. Celeste won that, which is interesting. I didn't know it had a pro-social message in Celeste. I thought it was just a platformer that was super hard, so that's pretty cool. Um, who's this? Best performance goes to Roger Clark, Arthur Morgan, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, mm. he deserves it. Yeah, he absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's see. The next one is Audio design, Red Dead Redemption 2. Okay. Next one is best score music, Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> so now it's starting to run the. Oh, there you go. Best art direction, Oberdin. Like I just said, Return of the Oberdin. So that'll win something there. Um, everybody gets to go home with something. Uh, <laughs> best narrative. Narrative is Red Dead Redemption 2. <clears throat> Okay. Yes. Yeah, I need to go back and finish that game. Finish it, please. I, I'm in. It, I'm in Act Four, I think, or Chapter Four. So. Yeah. Well, you got you got a ways to go, yeah. but um, it's it's worth it. 
I stupidly stores. went around and searched the entire map to get all the cool stuff, and now I'm like, what am I... Well, that's not stupid. I mean, that's the beauty of that game, too, is you can just take a vacation from the storyline and do a bunch of fun stuff, so... Even now I have Anyways. no more vacations left, right? So, <laughs> now I just gotta, all right, I gotta sit down and do the story, which is still good, so... Yeah. Um, best game direction goes to God of War, which I would agree with, if you consider... Like Red Dead Redemption, even though Spider Man, those are like those are making new versions of older games, basically, right? If you think about it, mm-hmm. or God of War, they're like, how do we change this entire thing and make it relevant and make this cool hammer effect where it comes back to your axe? Right? And so, I think that oh, yeah. that's a good article to read, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, you're right. That's a, that's a good point. Is like that you know, they're they're on the fifth iteration of that game. So how do you make that fresh? You know, yeah. and how do you get people Boy. yeah different and like you know. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I, that's why I appreciate even the naming. It's just like God of War. It's not like God of War 8 or something, God of right. War 5. It's just like a new game every time almost. Yes. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> boy. That means is that boy. <laughs> um, best ongoing game, which you, what would you say used to be called best games as a service or something? Before? Like games as a service or like best MMO, but then it was like maybe be game best game as a service. I don't know. It's like basically what are you going to continually pay for for new stuff every time frame type of thing. Right. So. And this one, like, you know, surprise, surprise, Fortnite won that. Because I think they did. I mean, we, we can talk about Fortnite too later, but like I think they they did what we talked like a year ago. We were talking about PUBG and then we ended the episode after a year. We're like, what's the next big thing? We're like, well, PUBG was it. Or is it right now? And maybe Fortnite's it. But there's just things that will come along. And so we're always like, I even think in that episode we said, well, PUBG will remain like it's the thing that started it. But I, and then if there's eight other things after this, PUBG will get credit. And I don't think anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Fortnite just swallowed it by going, no, we're everything now. <laughs> like, we're erasing the, the history books now. Nobody remembers this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. It, 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 it engulfed it and it did it in a way that I, I think it just by it not being so strict and military I think that gave it so much freedom to be something to everybody you well, know they it's did like what we you, said with PUBG yeah. somebody's gonna come along and make a PUBG that's sort of fun and like has cool gear and mm-hmm. loot and I'll just Zach watches those Fortnite videos and I'll see other people play I don't like playing Fortnite because I hate the building stuff but Yes. Every time I see it, I was like, man, that costume looks cool. That gear looks cool. Everything looks cool. Like you, I want it. I'm not even part of that whole system. I'm like, yeah, Their monetization strategy yeah. is in freaking insane. Or their art like, direction brilliant. Stuff. Yeah, their art direction yeah. for all their, their skins and stuff. Because I see like companies like um, Treyarch, they're trying to do that with Call of Duty, right? And the problem is nobody wants to buy the, those those skins because they're not cool. They're not fun. Like, yeah, they change your the paint on your face, but it's not like okay, now I'm I'm a clown who runs around with a uh, balloon pickaxe, right? Yeah. It's just, well, I mean, yeah, because you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. Well, it with in the Fortnite universe, you have a lot more leeway, and like mm-hmm. Black Ops, you still have to you know be this sort of militaristic person. You can kind of get these skins and paint jobs and things like that. But, why? but it's also first yeah, person. Yeah, like so without it's a first person, so you can't even see as much of it. Yeah, so if you get a new dance or animation, you're not really seeing it as much as somebody else. I mean, you can pull the camera out while you do it. Yeah, I get it. But I mean, in Fortnite, it's like you, you can be a crazy space cadet or you could be like somebody in a gorilla costume it doesn't matter you're just running around you know yeah, but I, I, just don't I guess i don't understand why it's thematically uh needed in something like call of duty because right now they don't have a uh a uh what's it called a campaign right so no there's no campaign no. so why not you have multiplayer as long as you don't change the the colliders to the player then i feel like it would actually add something to it. Change, change, change the character model a little bit. You know, give them different attachments on their chest. Don't well, just change yeah, their paint. I, and this is maybe getting off into a, a yeah, you know sorry. a design tangent. No, but it's fine. It's fine. But it's just like one of those things where it's like if they start doing that, then they start just moving into Fortnite's territory, right. and then their world sort of breaks down because they're trying to still keep the Call That's of true. Duty have, feel. Yeah, you know. So that and that feel is not like oh I'm going to wear a horse head mask and run around on this map. It's like no, you're still you know a military type of guy you know or girl running around you know whatever so anyway yeah because even i said that with you know what i said about PUBG. there's still like tens of millions of people playing PUBG right now so and i think call of duty is after right. that crowd more than as 
Fortnite crowd. Yeah, I can you, see that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. Is like they're gonna they're gonna peel away the PUBG crowd more than they are the Fortnite crowd. But that's fine, you know, for them because it's more like that. And honestly, uh, Zach and I have played a few rounds of their um, you know their PUBG or their battle royale equivalent. Right. Um, and Blackout, it, it's right? fun. Blackout, yeah, and I, honestly, I kind of like it a little more than PUBG. Well, it looks I like it's too. just clean PUBG. Like it's like not JG yeah. PUBG. Which it's triple A yeah. PUBG, yeah. And so it, and it's, whereas like you know Fortnite is you know a triple A uh, battle royale, but just with a different aesthetic. It's made by Epic, you know, so it's solid. You know. Well, it's funny, yeah, but they they claimed into battle royale at that beginning, but battle royale. Fortnite is nothing like that. Like we did this whole episode doing PUBG, and like one of the good things about it, Fortnite just sort of had that as a starting point, and then just did such a smart thing in going off in the crazy directions and the dances and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like the stuff that I love about PUBG, and they talked about this in the Bombcast for too. There's like the stuff that I like about PUBG when we played it was like the scariness of it and the tension. Fortnite, you never feel like even you jump in there like, all right, whatever. We're just going around two people. We're doing like you don't feel like a like a mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a survival game. It just feels like this goofy fun especially now because you have crazy costumes and lollipops as your melee thing and stuff. You're like, this isn't like a right. But they went in the right direction for, you know, monetization, obviously. Yeah. So it kind of feels like it went off into a whole nother level. Even though they're calling that battle royale and that's what we say it, you know, it is. It's it's interesting how different of a feeling right. they can be. And they also integrated that seasons model that other mm-hmm. games have, or, you know, that's kind of come up where it's like, there's going to be, you know, this period of time where this, um, this set of stuff is available and you can do this or that, and you can buy the pass for that. So like, and they even took it a step further with these weird events. Like, Hey, there's this cube moving through the sky or there's this rift yeah. in the sky, or we're going to launch this rocket for everyone to watch at the same time. Yeah. Or Than- yeah, Thanos is coming in to like do some damage. And so, their ability to integrate with the mainstream and like pop culture as well as just kind of appeal to people's sort of um you know uh attention deficit disorder sometimes where it's like oh, okay i need something new i need something new and so it's like okay well fine like every you know few months we'll do another season i don't know what their exact cadence is but you know it's like hey we're gonna do something new that has an event that has new stuff and you can pay us more money to get a hold of the cool bits of it and so they've just been and you know what's funny is Fortnite has been baking for years, like just the the original game and yeah. the core concept, and it went nowhere for a while. And I was like, because I remember it being at a Dragon Con, you know, uh, like I was like twenty years ago or, or something. something. Like, like I, that's oh, yeah, what I was telling more, yeah. Zach about it. It's like I remember hearing about that original idea for Fortnite, just the you know the zombie survival thing. And I was like, because yeah. there's another game out of that time. There's stuff like that. Or I was like, oh, this it was like when Rust was out. And it was about it was before Rust. And I was like, oh, so it was that time mm-hmm. that survival idea came out. I was like, oh, that'd be cool if you could build stuff and like in a kind of modular way. And they even showed demos back then. And then they get, but then for four years they just grinded on it. And some like there's a couple years people like Does that exist anymore. But the funny yeah, thing, yeah, what's it, happening there? But yeah. then when it came out normally as the just the normal Fortnite, everybody's like. What they really just kind of grinded for years on was like the design of it and like how it actually would work has nothing to do with how the battle royale. I mean, that system works now, (laughs) but they really just went over how to present it and how to grind. Maybe they came with modular systems that helped them do what they did. But it's so funny that they spent all that time on like the concept of that game, the the design of it. And then within a couple of months, they made a demo based on the sandbox of this other one. They're like, oh, this works. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) no, it's, 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 it's kind of a miracle because they just they didn't stumble into it because they put a lot of effort into that core product but then this other mode came out and they're like well maybe you know and it's one of these rare things I think where they're like oh well maybe we should adopt that mode because it's popular and some companies may be like yeah well you're just doing a me too thing and you may not be able to support it and you're just kind of you know hail marrying but Epic's like oh we can do it we can kind of make it our own and it Obviously, it worked out gangbusters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To where they're changing yeah. industries in a lot of ways now. So, yeah. Uh, I actually had a buddy who got back from the AWS reInvent conference this year. And, you know, they're, you know, they got so many users and multiplayer, um, uh, you know, servers that in regions that, you know, they're talking about how they're leveraging AWS and partnering with them for all this stuff. So, 
Uh, which should we just roll into talking about their um, their new uh, yeah, that's right. digital sales uh, the only platform? Did was God of War yeah. one game of the year. So there you go. All right. Oh, <laughs> no, oh that's, shit. That's uh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot where we were in that <laughs> okay, list. So we only had one left, but yeah, go ahead and talk about that. Yeah. Very big tangent. Yeah. Actually, quick question about on that on that last thing, that last note about Game of War or God of War winning Game of the War. Game of the I War. Think, I thought it was interesting. Sorry, God of War winning <laughs> Game of the Year. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that out of like was it eleven categories or so, Red Dead Redemption won like three out of three out of three or four out of the, yeah four out of the eleven, and God of War only won three. Yet it was the game of the war. Like, how do they decide that God of War is the better game? If you're like getting best narrative and best game direction or best music art direction, etc. That's a good question. Let's see what category? Yeah, it's all just so subjective. Think- Maybe those are the things that like right. um, yeah. Maybe those are the things that benefit from having just played it, like because maybe like God of War, it's like, well, I'd loved it. It made such an impact to me as a game, but I don't True. remember the score that much, or I don't remember the you know the sound design that much, or whatever. But I just played. <laughs> that Red sounds Dead. very, very, very subjective. If you're, well, if you're but, like, oh, I just don't remember. So I'm just well, but they're all. It doesn't count. But they are, dude. But every <laughs> game, every award thing, because they're just asking a bunch of people, and they don't right. know if somebody. Try- That's the same problem. Like the Academy Awards always bring up movies, and this is that. They send out screeners to those people, and they don't know if they watched it or not. They just award stuff and vote, so they're not like they're watching everything or playing everything. That's true. So it's like, that's what, and I think with movies, it's easier because they're all about a two-hour thing. Games are even harder because how do you judge Red Dead Redemption 2 against, you know, like, like a, I don't know, a Dead Cells or something like that, you know, because it's like, or just a racing game. It's like, well, I don't like long 50-hour yeah. RPGs at all. But I like racing well, games, and so they're like they're wholly different. Not even just different genres; they're like a different type of you know experience compared to like you know. <clears throat> you know, you know what's you're right, and you know what's nuts is I just went back and looked at the Game of Year nominees, and those are like all huge AAA titles except for Celeste. Right. Like, and the 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 fact that that made it in there, I don't know if they were just like, well, we should get one indie, you know. But I wonder if they they treat it like we do, like the popular vote in, in the U.S. is like whichever is the most popular games gets in this bucket of game of the year and then you just pick from that and it's not really yeah. anything to do with any of the character or any other of the categories no yeah i don't think it has well the thing i don't think it has i mean i i bet they just pick their top five or something and then they just aggregate them or something but it's right. all industry and <clears throat> who knows man i don't know yeah it's like that's what we should have an interview of is like how do you guys judge games? look at jeff keely on that the would show. be interesting yeah, he's not busy now. This is what he's busy for. Now he's <laughs> now he's free. <laughs> now he's free totally. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All right. It's game awards. There you go. We'll move on, uh, Ryan. Mm. Oh yeah, for the uh, yeah, we're sort of I guess talking about Epic spreading out into different you know platforms, technologies, and you know obviously having a pile of cash to sit on. Uh, from Fortnite, uh, you know, they released recently that they are actually starting their own. Um, came out last what week. You call, yeah, they're, yeah, sorry, came out last week. They're a digital distribution service like Steam. You know, they're actually selling games through their launcher now and um, at a much better rate if you're a developer than Steam. So I think it's across the board. The developer gets 88% and then um, Epic will take 12%. So this is kind of like the first time I'm feeling like somebody has a a pretty good chance to challenge steam in their arena you know it's like hey we're gonna just flat out pay people more to be in our you know in our pipeline to sell games do you think that's gonna challenge steam to change their pricing well, Steam actually already came. Yeah, well, I mean, came yeah, out they and changed that. some of their pricing. But that was but, before you know, the uh, the announcement, right? Yeah, it was before. It was okay. Yeah, so yeah, Steam may take a bolder step because Steam was just really saying if you basically triple A, well, if you make so much money, we'll start giving you discounts when you break certain thresholds. But Epic's just flat out like, nah, everybody's eighty eight percent for them, twelve percent for us. Have a good day. Um, and I, you know, people are going to start probably looking at that i would think because that's nothing to sneeze at you go from like hey i could only get 70 percent or wait i could get 88 percent, 18 percent more on my sales yeah people are gonna look at and that i so, think you were saying before not to mention that all the people paying fortnite and now it's gonna be on that same launcher so you have exactly, the most yeah. people who are playing this big game are also going to be seeing all your all these other games that are in your marketplace yeah we just won best ongoing game. We, you know, yeah, we got the most watched game on YouTube, and 
you know, most played game probably around the world. And, you know, if I'm an indie person saying like, well, you know, everybody's going to like use that launcher to play that game and they may run an ad for my game in that launcher. Maybe I should go over there or at least split the two and say, I'm going to start throwing my game in both platforms. And then all of a sudden you're making more money in epics because of that, you know, so they've, they've actually got kind of a corollary sales pitch for people now where it's like, Hey, guess what? We got Fortnite. People are going to launch to play Fortnite. Your game could be seen more. So, yeah, and that's the sort of difference between. I mean, I don't know how many real contenders they have, and they have Origin. Like a lot of companies have started their own just so they make more money, you know, and get rid of Steam's right. thing. And that's why Steam came out with the little tiered pricing thing before. They're like, oh, we gotta, maybe we should handle this because Steam works like a <laughs> Leviathan pace of stuff. They're like, well, how about we give you five more percent after you make ten million? That's basically what they said. This they're like. Okay, sure, but then the next day, Epic's like, yeah, we're just going to give a bunch of money. Because Epic's, they started this year with that story about how they're giving their, the Unreal Yeah, for their asset store, right? Yeah, they did their percentage about to the same thing, and they retroactively gave them more money in the background. They basically just said, we got a lot of money from Fortnite. We don't know how to spend it. So they're trying to do this real big thing where they really are, I mean, again, they've been really smart with Fortnite and how they're doing it, but they're just so fortunate I mean, they make hundreds of million dollars off like the mobile thing every month, mobile game every month. So they're making so much money, but they're really using it well and trying to establish like kind of industry platforms. It's like, we want to be the engine you use. We want to be where you buy the games too, which is smart. I mean... No, it is. They're, they're being holistic about it. And now, like you're saying, they're investing that money on a game they had a great success with. It's a, and at a success at such a level that they can make these infrastructure and complete, you know, sort of, um, you know, organizational change, changes or at least updates. I mean, it may not be a huge change for them, but, you know, where they can sell the games as well as make the games as, you know, support the games. It's, you know, they're just going to be sort of end-to-end at some point. So, yeah, you can make it, you can sell it, you can play it, whatever you want. And they had that advantage, too, with this whole Steam competitor, too, which I think is that, one, we said, you know, they have the Fortnite crowd. They have an initial draw that, like, if you have a PC, you probably have that launcher because you tried Fortnite on the PC, right, because it's free and you're like, sure. Yep. Um, But you have, I mean, they're pulling in. I mean, I talked to my nephew during the Thanksgiving break, and he's like plays it on PS4. That's all he's did this whole year is play Fortnite. But he's talking he's like, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna try to get a PC. I want to try mouse and keyboard. Like you're, he, they're getting people that are 15 Whoa, and 16. Like and <laughs> but you know what I mean? Though they're getting this crowd because those kids aren't on PCs. Like PC, yeah. I feels like oh, it gets to be when you get old. You know, it used to be more of a younger crowd, but now I feel like the console that's such a solid performance. I think. Such you a lower the, bar of entry, too. Yeah, I think you wise, just get, you know, that at an older audience, 20 to 40-year-old range. But I think that that, that one will bring – it'll be neat for developers to get their game in front of these kids that don't usually use Steam or anything else. Like, cool. Um, but then they're smart about doing the revenue and bringing other people in and, like, getting developers in there and, like, having them invest in it. The one advantage they, too, also have over Steam is that um, – It'll be cool going forward to see how much innovation they really push into the marketplace because this the whole idea of everybody likes Valve seems great, but they're so slow to do things and like update or like you know like they did the stuff this year with their curation and like with the you know the porn stuff in there and then like even just ways to discover stuff. They're just yeah. kind of like whatever, we can't deal with it. Nobody's interested in working on that. Whereas Epic's like a real company that. Not a real company. They're more, more structured company. You know what I mean? Where they go, no, we got to figure this out because uh, somebody's job depends so, on that. So they might actually tackle some of those problems. Whereas Steam has given up. It seems like in some of those things. No, I, I totally agree with you because I've I've definitely heard of uh, issues and situations based off of Valve just saying that. Like, guess what? Like you said, we're not we're not going to even try to curate anymore. It's like, well, great now. I will not experiment with anything on your platform. If it's not like a known publisher, I'm not touching it because you guys aren't even looking at it. And that's very dangerous and irresponsible, I think. And, you know, whereas, you know, hopefully, I mean, and who knows, you know, Epic may not do it either. Maybe they're just like, hey, whatever, it's Wild West, your fault. Um, But I I think that's irresponsible. And, um, 
yeah, I don't know. Hope, hopefully they innovate on that and because that'll give them something that w- does one-up Valve. Is like, guess what? You're safe to shop here. If you want to just say, hey, this is a weird game, I don't know. Well, we've at least like scanned it for coin miners or you know other things that take over your CPU to do stuff you didn't even know was going to happen. Or yeah, maybe you'll encounter pornography. Hey, maybe that's fine. It's the internet. But you know, at the same time, it's like you kind of know what you're getting into and they'll give you the ability to regulate things. So Right. So, yeah, I think this year, I mean, especially those things, it's been, <laughs> Epic's had a quite a year. I think this might be the year Epic in 2018. Yeah. So you think about yeah. it, they went from a company that's like, yeah, Gears has petered out that went off to Microsoft, bought that off of them. They don't really have anything. They've been trying all this unreal free-to-play thing. And, um, you know, the engine business is always pretty good and pretty decent and everything, but. Now they got this Fortnite yeah, thing I mean, that's not doing anything, and came out and it's a free to play that seems broken. Like they were like without any huge things <laughs> in the in the horizon, and now they're like at the top of the industry as far as usable income, yeah, and well, I, prosperity, you know, prospects for what they could do. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, it, it's it's pretty impressive. You're right because you know at the beginning of this year it's like yeah they got Fortnite, but now it's like whoa wait you know they got like one of the best engines to use like for even an indie or a triple a studio and now they've got a distribution platform on top of like the best game in the world so like i don't know it's like yeah this is the year of epic they you know i don't know how you can't say they peaked this year i mean not to say they're going down anytime soon it's just i mean my god you've got the trifecta now you've got creation distribution and popularity so yeah um Real quick before we go, I want to talk about the so let's I guess the three big four big swaths we could kind of just in general talk about stories about the game industry mm-hmm. this year. That's PC market basically we're talking about. Um, this this also just we can talk about this briefly, but the last year was a huge year of the Switch as far as their first party. You know, you had Mario and Zelda, and that's when it came out all the stuff. But this year has been a really mm-hmm. interesting trend. It's just like let's get every indie game and every ever game ever made and put it on Switch. And every time we'll just announce True, that, yeah. they'll go, this is fantastic, which it is. Like, I'm still thinking I might buy Diablo in there when you bought it twice before because I'm like, but it's on the Switch. <laughs> I can play it at work or whatever, you know. That's I, pretty great. I, I'm kind of the same way. I keep looking for a reason to play a game on my Switch. Like, I, just, I feel like I have to search for it a little bit now, but but with all these new, I, I, not, I can't say new games, but remake of games, I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to go replay some of these games on Switch just to, just to have it with me. No, absolutely. I mean, they like they have ported so many good games there that, um, like, what was the one? Hollow Knight just recently came on there, and um, I don't know. They're they're just a great platform for these sort of indie games to be, you know, toted about. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. So, um, actually, I was looking through some of these releases. Like, I didn't know the SNK 40th anniversary just came out on that. So, uh, a lot of old eight bit games there. Um, yeah, no, they they have had a very good year this year. So. Well, even to the fact that that I think that Switch is it's predicted outsell or it's outselling or started outselling the PS4 and Xbox One or whatever. Um, and he's predicted to keep doing that into 2019, <coughs> which is crazy. So, and that's just with these, I mean, in a year where the Switch didn't have new, I mean, they have Smash, it just came out this like last yeah. week for us, which is a big oh, deal true. for some people, yeah. but they didn't have it was just a lot of these games like, you know, Doom's coming out for it and, you know, all these old Bastion and all these other whatever games are coming out. So I just props to them. They're doing successful. That was, you know, so. Um, oh, a Shaq Fu, a legend reborn. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm scrolling through this list of games or list on the Switch. Uh, Sushi Striker, Way of the Shushido. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. They, they, I mean, they got they got Fortnite this year in June on the Switch. Um, <coughs> Hollow Knight, Fallout Shelter, I felt like there was something else that happened on the Switch. Anyway, sorry, I'm rambling. Well, that brings we can segue into that. The Fortnite on the Switch is what brings out the next other lane, which is PS4 lane. And P- PlayStation has the weird year because they had an amazing year, like we said, with all the. Um, single player and first party stuff right i mean i've oh yeah like it's they've made you give a reason to buy even more playstations and get them because they just had amazing from god award to spider-man like it's like it's such a cool year for that stuff even the psvr's had a great year they've out, they've had a lot of sales for astrobot and that moss game they've had a lot of just 
exclusives to PSVR that people really dug. Um, but on that side of it, they've done some weird industry things. With and it started with this um, when the Fortnite came out for Switch. That means it was out for PS4, Xbox, and Switch. You could cross-play between your Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. But PS4, Sony's always really hesitant. They don't do cross-play ever, really. Um, but not only that, what was happening is if, you're, if your Fortnite account was ever associated with a PS4, like you ever played it on your PS4 with that account, you were permanently locked out from playing it on the Switch when it came out on the Switch. <laughs> God, oh man! And that caused this big controversy, and everybody's like, "Why don't you do like open it up?" And as, as, and it kind of just goes back to this thing. And now Microsoft, now you could say that Microsoft is in the rear, so they're of course they'd be like, "Open it up." We like to open, you know. Yeah. You can see them like that's what we did. Yeah, yeah. sure. Graham is about everybody, and, and and that's that. We'll talk about that in a second. But like, but PS4 is just Sony has been so reluctant to do that stuff, and I think they finally did like three or four months later. Or five months, but it took forever, and it's just a normal thing. Yeah. That, but it took Fortnite, the weight of Fortnite fans, the weight of that much popularity weighing down on them to go. Wait a second. Yeah, that pretty much pushed it forward because you know you, you're right. There were so many just fans who were like, "Well, why can't we do this?" And then they did it for Fortnite, and I don't think they, I don't know if they've done it for anything else. They've at least said, "Okay, we'll do it for that. We'll try to get it working for that." But, um. Like, is Rocket League even have that yet? I, don't, I so. don't know. I mean, because, yeah, and which is kind of ridiculous because Rocket League was one of the biggest cross platform performers before, you know. Yeah, well, uh, it always did PS4 so. to PC, but they never did to Xbox. They just don't do it to Xbox, which is. Yeah, well, I, I think they're just afraid that it's like, oh, well, if everybody's in the same ecosystem, that potentially means that they could go to their ecosystem and not buy our stuff. But if everybody's doing it, then, you know, it's just you relying on making a good product and you should be fine with that Sony because you can do that so I don't understand you know so. right they also had the big story we talked about I just wanted to mention real quick because I just thought it was funny from a programming from a development standpoint is that they finally they announced with a tweet or something that they because they well because one they didn't have a PlayStation experience which they usually do which is their conference and they also said they're not going to be an E three next year so a lot of their stuff has just been in tweets they've been announcing stuff in press conference and just press releases, um, yeah that's odd but finally they're going to allow or it's in beta testing now as we speak but they're going to allow you to change your PlayStation Network gamer tag which you have never been able to do you can do that on Xbox. You usually do it on any other service. You just pay. Usually, the first one's free. Then you pay ten bucks after that to do it. Um, and it changes it like any service. It's like just your name. But PlayStation, or I keep saying PlayStation, Sony has never wanted Sony, to do yeah. it, or versus just has never been responsive to that complaint. And they finally said they do it, but then they launched the beta, and the beta came with like a lawyer's list of <laughs> disclaimers. Yeah, it's like asterisk, it says, asterisk, asterisk, like, asterisk. Well, just be cross, aware, this may know. make all of your other games not work. This may make all of your save data be deleted. This may make all of your, like, whatever. Your name actually may appear as your old name in, all, in any game at any time. And I was like, what in oh, the geez. world? And just from, I was saying to you, Ryan, before we got on, just from a developer standpoint, it's like the only thing that I can describe is that they just saved the strings. Like they save all these IDs as, yep. and they didn't actually set up the database right. I don't know. Yeah. Or they have no standards for the other games, I guess, coming into it, right? Yeah, well, bottom line, the way they architected that stuff was not good. You know, I mean, not 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 you know, not that it's you know been a huge detriment to Sony or anything, but yeah, but something as simple as changing a name. I mean, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say as simple as because obviously there's a lot that goes into it, and that's why they're struggling with it. Um, but you know, it's like they they have some f- fundamental issue there because you know Microsoft has had this ability to say hey you want to change your name great like you said 10 bucks change it whatever you want like you know I'm just assuming they're using some like ID for Xbox Live and you're just some you know randomly generated you know ID that you know that, that backs your account <clears throat> information and it's not you know hey I'm Ryan on Xbox Live and then I'm the only Ryan that can be and now all my data is tied to the string Ryan and it's just yeah it's it sounds like kind of bad design and I'm almost thinking that that's why a lot of the crossplay stuff is like maybe they're a little worried about that because it's maybe their infrastructure was just not quite as solid as some of the other ones cuz 
And as an aside, you know, platforms, you know, not to get into platform wars, but, you know, Microsoft has always done a much better job at the online stuff than I think either the other, like Nintendo or Sony. Um, you know, you know, they've had issues with some of their hardware or maybe getting first party, you know, uh, games and things like that. But I've always felt they're like, you know, and I have my complaints with their sort of, you know, the Xbox Live, but it's still from using the other platforms way better at handling, you know, multiplayer, user data, and just like stores, you know. So that's right. my opinion. Sorry. Yeah. And that's Ryan's corner. <laughs> yeah, that's Ryan's corner. Yeah. Sorry to go off on a tangent there, but that, I mean, that's one of those things where I just feel like, you know, hey, like these problems with just even changing a name yeah. just yeah, point to some like sort of architectural or like when you did it, you just kind of wanted to get it out and get it done. And now, and you can't seem to integrate with anyone else's network or you don't want to. I don't know. Yeah. I just think I just, the reason that I brought it up because it's not some game industry shaking thing, but from our standpoint, being developers, being programmers, I always know like <laughs> it's like even with Zach or somebody at work, I'll go, let's just change that to that. And he's like, yeah, that's going to be hard. And I was like, why? <laughs> because that, that means you know there's some weird hard-coded thing in the background that's hard. Right. Let's they just not together, talk about like, it. They wanted multiplayer by the end of the week. That's why that's that way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, there's, you know, it's like Scott tape and glue that are holding parts of that together it's like yeah, yeah that would should be easy but you want to touch that don't touch yeah. that <laughs> so um so anyway so yeah and that other uh, yes the other big topic i guess the other lane of that is microsoft and what they've been doing this year microsoft because they've been, you can say it's because they've been behind i think a lot because they have um, phil spencer who kind of took over a couple years ago when that guy the guy who kind of did the whole debacle with the xbox launch Matrick or Don Matrick left. Um, mm-hmm. Phil Spencer is kind of like a real kind of gamer guy, but he they've just kept going and trying and doing cool stuff. And this year they had a cool year. They did the um, the uh, controller, you know, the accessibility. Controller. Oh yeah, that they was have awesome. A quad on TV for that now that I just saw the other day, which is pretty neat. Um, oh, the holiday yeah, one. The they're like, oh, Jimmy's going to get the fair, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, ad doesn't do that a good job really cool. telling you what it's about. <laughs> like, you have to like, I, if I had like a disabled kid, I wouldn't know what that was you know you have to like they don't say the name of it it's not it's just an ad for microsoft kind of but it's like oh this is kind of but i so i think i kind of like that subtlety of it though because it's not you're not you you don't so i think it's like you don't you don't really need to know you know what the affliction of the kid is or what he's trying to do it's just his friends see he is about to like break a high score in a game (laughs) or so it's like just the most normal thing and that's kind of what you want with these controllers like hey you can you can be on par with everyone else now. They're going to run and say, "Hey, he's about to do the thing." Yeah, and that, you know, that controller enabled him to do that. So, I yeah, I think it was kind of a a good tone for right. that. It ad. just says, so. "Yeah, it says like life is better when we all get to play or whatever." Yeah, I love Exactly. And that's what Microsoft is doing a great job. I mean, that even despite you could say like you could say Epic's doing stuff cuz they have just so much money and they're like, "Yeah, sure, they have enough money to do that." But who cares? They're doing it, you know, doing good moves. I think the same with Microsoft. You could say they're behind, but they're mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. They did um, the Game Pass is a really kind of compelling thing that I think could go into the future and get better. I like they're it. They're going to move yeah. to PC. They want to move it to PC so you could really get a service that has just the Netflix of games, basically, which could be interesting. Yes. Depending on yes. how, you know, hopefully that it pays developers out well enough. You know, that's always the iffy thing with some of these services, like sometimes like that. But, um, and then they're just I and then also the their big announcements that you have a one talking about the discless thing, but all even at E three this past year, they're just we're doing this thing, we're gonna do a streaming thing. They're already talking about a streaming service that they wanna do, right? So I think mm-hmm. Microsoft has been making just interesting moves this year that are I mean again, you could say they have to because there's nowhere to go but up, but I think it's still mm-hmm. They're making like Epic and them are making the industry better and like the structure and infrastructure, a lot of these things better that that PS4 these these leaders have to comply with at some point because people expect it, you know. No, I, I totally agree, and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a funny thing where yeah, Microsoft has been you know like you're saying lacking on the first party games, and that's like you said it's kind of been a I think we were talking about this before the show is like it's kind of a rebuilding right. year for them in that sense. I mean, they're actually acquiring well, studios, like studios and trying to let right? them do their things. Yeah. Right, and they're like they they recognize that, and they're trying to like move forward um, and correct that. But at the same time, they still haven't forgotten that you know. And then being a company that isn't just in games, they can start like saying, "Oh, well, yeah, well, maybe hardware wise, we need to you know 
you know, the accessibility thing or, hey, maybe streaming wise and because they already are doing this for other parts of their software. It's like, hey, we have Azure. How can we do this for gaming? You know, hey, we've got subscription stuff and like are compatible with the PC. Like, how do we get those games between our console and the PC and on a monthly subscription or just streamed down to somebody using one of our accessibility controllers? You know, it's like they're kind of looking at it holistically too. And, you know, I think it's great. So, yeah. So we'll see. I like Microsoft too. But, They've all been doing great. Everybody said they came out, the three of the, I forgot the Sony guy, but Phil Spencer and Reggie from Nintendo and Sony yeah. guy came out on stage together at the Game Awards. So that's, I guess they're trying to, everybody is better when everybody's doing, everybody's doing good. So, so I think it's been a good year. Those things, I mean. That's, I think 2018 was, yeah, a great year just for, for games in general. Like there's just been a lot of good games this year. And even stuff we didn't mention like for the game awards, like we were talking earlier, like, oh hey, oh you know, don't forget Far Cry Five came out this year. You know, there's there's been a lot of cool stuff. So yeah, and now that given we kind of glossed over, we've been talking more about the kind of overall industry consumer side of it. There's a lot of different issues and trends and controversies that popped up this year, and those might be worth diving into separately in different episodes, just because of there's been a lot of stuff with game companies and. Um, community support staff getting fired and things like that that have been interesting and you know that i don't think is worth more than just mentioning for five minutes but as always it's been a tumultuous year socially and politically yeah. but in a kind of a nice year just <laughs> in the entertainment part of the game industry in this year so we'll right. see uh, By the way, I just I was going through the list of games this year, like just kind of see if I missed anything, and I missed that. Really, Katamari Damacy reroll. Talking about porting things to the Switch. Oh yeah, I like, just saw that yesterday. That that came out of it. Yeah, yeah. Katamari Damacy, so good. That yeah, soundtrack. Anyway, yeah, I got to buy that for my daughter on Switch. <laughs> it's fun looking, so she can rage. No, she that one's nice and just collect things and do things. <laughs> yeah, roll around, pick stuff up, and the the songs. I like the soundtrack. I think it's amazing. So, all right, um, cool, yo, Obina. Did you have any other thoughts? Any wrap up thoughts for this year? Any favorite things or anything you want to talk about? It was because I didn't say much. <laughs> uh, not really. No, I think you guys covered it. What about um, uh, things uh, we're looking forward to for next year? Anthem. Yeah, I think more games. Everybody's yeah, gonna say Anthem that. Is, Anthem is right. <laughs> yeah. It's coming down in like two months. Two months. Or a month I and a cannot half. wait. And like, yeah, I kept thinking great. they're gonna delay it, but they keep putting out stuff for it in trailers, and it looks pretty complete. I'm like, oh, it might actually come out in February. <laughs> wait, where did when does Cyberpunk 2077? When's that set for we release? Okay, is that still like when it's done? Because we got that trailer oh, yeah. this year, yeah, and great. that was amazing. Yeah, that and that gameplay looked pretty. That's good. That's right. I guess so. we did our E3 without knowing which. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that. Uh, um, yeah, the 15 minute demo of that looks incredible. So yeah, right. so they have their whole studio, and where are they in Poland? Uh, is CD Projekt Red, and is it Poland? Hold on, I'll look it up once. I was listening. They're they're basically an independent studio, but when I was listening to interviews around E3, and they have to, they were talking about yeah. burnout. Warsaw, Poland. Oh, that was a big thing about this year. We should do a whole episode Warsaw. of that. We've done that before about the crunch thing. That was one of the big topics. Yeah, I'm remembering. Um, Oh, with Red Dead too. But they were talking Dead, about. Yeah. We'll we'll do a whole episode of that, and that again, talking about some of the stuff that's come out in some of these articles is interesting. But and Warsaw, they have to pay for it legally. I mean, they have to pay people overtime, and they're like, so we want to figure this out. And they're like, well, how many people you have there working on? And they're like, oh, well, the studio is about seven hundred people. I was like, <laughs> It's <laughs> like <So> what? Seven? <laughs> they have a. They have just a hundred people working on their little card Unity game. Hundred people. <laughs> oh, the Gwent one. Yeah, or, uh, it's a card game in Unity. I was like, man, that's a nice relaxed team. I was like, what do you? It's already built. I don't. So. That is ten times bigger than I helped build a MOBA on Unity. With. Yeah, it's a card game. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So they they do things right. So now they're just adding stuff in. But yeah, Cyberpunk. I don't know. That's not gonna come out this year. But I guess we're gonna get Gears and Halo probably this year, right? Oh, uh, yo, Halo yeah. Infinite? Yeah. I guess. I think yeah, Gears I think, 5 yeah. comes out too. It's weird to put them both in the same year. 
I guess one more article that we put down here that we didn't talk about was the PhysX going open source, which is, I think, will be oh, another yeah. interesting turn of events uh, in that it's like the first, I guess it's the first and only, I guess, open source uh, phys, physics simulation uh, library that's out now. I think what's the computers or the competitors would be like Bullet? What, Havoc, and, Havoc. Yeah, Bullet yeah. and Havoc. Havoc, I guess, and Bullet, there. yeah. But yeah, right now it's just PhysX now. So I think we'll see a lot more games using that maybe. And they're going to have like a monopoly. I guess, you know, usually like when things like this happen, like with Unity and Unreal or Unreal and or Epic and um, Steam, is that the other party is just going to make theirs open source as well. Because <laughs> otherwise, it's just like you're really just going to get a monopoly on that, you know, games using your physics library because it's right. free. Cool. So that should be cool. Absolutely, yeah. Maybe with these new cards, we'll get, it'll be the year, 2019 over the year of ray tracing. None of those games support it yet, except for like Battlefield and another like Tomb Raider or something. But we'll see. All right. Um, I guess in the meantime, you want to talk about the Facebook group, Zach? Sure. So uh, you can join us on our Facebook group for uh, some good conversation. Uh, people are posting there all all the time about uh, you know their games that they're making or, or problems that they're having and. It's a really good good community if you're trying to get into game dev or you just need uh, some like-minded people to talk to. So you can get there by looking up the debug log on Facebook. And uh, is, is it, do we open it up yet or do they still have to send a request? For the debug lounge, you, you do have to ask for an invite. But, I mean, we'll get to that okay. within like, you know, 12 hours. So, yeah. <laughs> it's usually pretty interesting. Yes, it's the debug lounge. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I think I said debug We don't log, have a lot so. going on. We're like... Yeah. Well, yeah, it's the debug log. You can see us, our, our website on Facebook there, and then the debug lounge, lounge yeah. is where most of the, yeah, the, where the combo is happening. Cool. Yes. Word. And if you want to support us financially, you can hit us up at the debug. Patreon.com slash the debug. Patreon.com slash the debug. Thank you, Andrew. You what would we do without you? <laughs> anyway, yes. Hit us up on Patreon. Send us a donation if you, if you like what we're setting out. Um, again, that was the patreon.com slash the debug blog. Yep. So it's been a year. It's been a busy year. Yeah. We've had <laughs> yeah. We've been sporadic with episodes, but we still got about eight or nine out of the year. It's been pretty good. Um, yeah. Did we? I think about, ten, well, that's not one a month. Yeah, eight or nine, I think we got about out. We didn't do one a month like we wanted to, but I think we, I don't know, maybe less. Uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna go through. The, I'm gonna go through the list right now. So it's 95, 93, 94, 92, Tell us in the outro. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> until next time, catch you on Twitter. I'm at Andrew underscore Curry. And I am at O Beans. That's O with an H, Beans with a Z. And I'm at Wookie Jumper 42. And I'm at R E Kilgore, K I L L G O R E. Wait, did I cut you off, Andrew? Yeah. C U R R E I E. Yeah. Well, you never did that. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> we'll All right. Well, we'll see you later. Sweet. Bye. 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 So 2019. <laughs>